Welcome to the Bread and Circuses Podcast, brought to you by Digital Pizza, where your hosts talk about anything they damn well please. So strap in while Rome burns and enjoy this shit show. Once again, to the Bread and Circuses podcast, I am Rooster, here with trans-exclusionary radical feminist, Crow. Hello. Hello. How are you? Good. I always forget the first two on the turf. <laughs> trans-exclusionary. Yeah, yeah, I got it now. I had to write it down. Ah. So, but I'd, yeah, I'd put you in that category, trans-exclusionary radical feminist. I can't even, man, I can't even well, say that. Well, it should be termf. Because it should be trans-exclusionary, radical male feminist. Why? So termf is what I should be. Why? Oh, Well, it depends on how I identify. No, you're just a feminist. Male feminists are different than feminists. How so? Um, you have genitalia that are not female. <laughs> no, but that... And the, you don't identify as a The female. beliefs are the same, aren't they? Yes, but you have to call out the difference between feminist and uh, women feminist and male feminist. Oh, because the whamans will be mad? Yeah, and most people know that male people that identify as male feminists are fucking pieces of shit. Are creeps? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think that's. Uh, I think the same thing about the the guys who are so gung ho pro choice. You know. Yeah, they're just uh, it's another way of trying to ingratiate themselves with uh, with the ladies, or they don't have to worry about birth control anymore. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. As always, we got a lot to talk about. What do you want to start with? I'll start with our favorite uh, person, AOC. I thought she was our second favorite person. Who's our favorite? Your your representative to Congress. Uh, uh okay. Ilhan yeah, Omar? It's a toss-up. Okay. Well, we can start with AOC. Okay. She uh, she basically got on, what, Instagram and sat, sat in her apartment lecturing everybody about how... Uh, the United States has put concentration camps on the border that uh, with Mexico that we're basically doing what the Germans did in World War II. And uh, surprisingly, there were some people who took exception to it, like Dan Crenshaw. You want to hear the tweet that she put out? Yeah, go ahead. So it was Tuesday morning. She tweeted, This administration has established concentration camps on the southern border of the United States for immigrants where they are being brutalized with dehumanizing conditions and dying. This is not hyperbole. It is the conclusion of expert analysis. And for the shrieking Republicans who don't know the difference, concentration camps are not the same as death camps. Concentration camps are considered by experts as the mass detention of civilians without trial. And that's exactly what this administration is doing. Boom, mic drop. Phone drop. Because she probably found uh, it on her iPhone. Well, it was pointed out by someone, I wish I could remember who, said, uh, maybe if you're a person in power, i.e. you are a member of Congress, and you have a big Twitter following of whatever she's up to now, two, three million people, maybe if you want to address an issue like concentration camps, on which I think we all agree are bad, I think we have a problem with definition of terms here, but I don't know that there are many people who would... Uh, would advocate for concentration camps other than the left with uh, white males. But I digress. 
um, maybe what you should be doing as a person who's in power in the government is trying to do something about it instead of tweeting it out and sitting in your living room and uh, putting your IKEA furniture together. Right, here, here's an idea: meals. take a trip down to the border. Talk to. There's actually Democrat uh, people, Democrats in charge at the border. They're saying we need help. We need the government to do something. See, she's a brown person because her family's from Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico. Yeah. So she she gets it. You, so she doesn't really even need to go. No, she doesn't. She's you, don't, you don't understand the plight of brown people, okay, being a white male. Right. It's not part of my DNA. Right. It's it's so such part of her that she doesn't even need to go see it because she, exactly. she can experience it just internally. She intuitively knows it. Yeah. Did you uh, did you want to hear what uh, Dan Crenshaw I always want to hear back? what Dan Crenshaw says. This is what he uh, fired back. Uh, this is the quote. Clearly, I need to explain that. In concentration camps, people are unjustly sought out and confined. This isn't what's happening at the border. Migrants are illegally crossing our border. Most are asylum seekers, thus pending trial. So your expert definition doesn't apply. Your comments reveal total disregard for our sovereignty sovereignty, and a deep ignorance that belittles the horrors of the Holocaust. If you're worried about conditions at the border, why don't you do something about it and support Representative Mike Rogers' bill securing billions in humanitarian aid? Boom. Yeah. You know, I I have to say, though, usually I like Dan Crenshaw, but I can't handle that racist hate speech that you just read of his. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's hard. I mean... We need a safe space after that. I mean, I heard in there, what I, what I heard him say when I read between the lines was, brown people are bad. <laughs> I mean, didn't you didn't you hear that? That yeah, was the impression it, I got. Yeah, it was, uh, it was more than a dog whistle. Yeah, I mean... It, just blatant. Yeah. It was, it, it was, we should murder everyone who's not us. Yeah. So, I, I, she's the queen of overreaction. She's, uh, <laughs> she's kind of Trump without the, without the planning. Steven Crowder. Okay. Tweeted, uh, this person in this article says, Crowder issued a tweet that was simple and powerful. Here it is. Funny how people from other countries are lining up for our quote unquote concentration camps. That's good. <laughs> that is very good. <laughs> the rest of the world is so bad they can't wait to get into a concentration camp here. Yeah, it, it, she just she says so much stuff without thinking. She's she's sort of like, oh, who's the person she goes after all the time for saying stuff without thinking? She does. Yeah, she does. She goes after. Um, I don't know. I, he's. Uh, oh yeah, the president. Orange man, bad. Yeah. She's like he's not even like thinking when he says stuff. So. And that was like that garbage disposal thing of her. She's trying to say that was, no, her trolling people now. No, it was her being dumb. Yeah, I think there might be an element of acting involved in some of that stuff where she's trying to act like one of the people. And how would I know what a garbage disposal is? I'm one. I'm Jenny down the block. Yeah. I grew up, I didn't grow, I grew up taking out garbage. Yeah. You know, so it's, so it's part of that. I think an element of it is trying to put on this, like, this act, but being too fucking stupid to do it right. Well, she she just doesn't think. It's like her thing last week when she said, uh, you know, people in Congress make one hundred and seventy four thousand dollars a year, and she thinks they need a forty five hundred dollar raise because the line between corruption and virtue is forty five hundred dollars. Yep. So she's named her price. So at least we know that. <laughs> but and this is it's not even a raise. It's a cost of living increase. Right. You know. But she actually made the argument. That we don't pay people in Congress enough. So if we don't give them raises, that's when they start they start 
you know, finding these loopholes and uh, finding ways to enrich themselves. And what she doesn't understand, I honestly believe she doesn't get it, is that she's basically saying that, one, it's okay if you don't believe you're getting your share to steal it, you know, to take it from somewhere. Well, if you're, if you have, if you're a socialist, you believe that anyway. Yeah, it's okay to be corrupt if other people make that's you corrupt. That's intrinsic. That's, that's, that's your core value if, you're, if you consider yourself socialist. Yeah. Secondly, she's admitting that people in power, like in socialism, keep themselves in power. That's how they have to get that raise. Right. And third, she's flat out admitting that um, that that they make so much money. The median income for a family of four in this country is like fifty five to fifty eight thousand dollars. And she's saying, "Well, I can barely afford to live here on one hundred and seventy four thousand bucks." Yeah, but they get a lot of their meals paid for. And I think they get housing stipends. So she's really making considerably more than that. Yeah, live within your fucking means. Well, and. In her defense, I think it's, and I think we've mentioned this before, the six or eight counties around Washington, D.C. are some of the most expensive counties in the country. That alone should tell you something right there. But they're saying, well, these congresspeople can't even live there. They can't afford to. So we need to raise their pay. How about go do something constructive with your life? $175,000 is the most money she's ever made in her life. And she's saying she can't make it on that. That's insane. That's stupid. You give the average person one hundred and seventy-four thousand bucks. Well, and then there's the problem too is she's being her money is is all like on the record now. There's no tips. <laughs> there's no under the table money that she can do. This is all stuff that she has to quantify and qualify what she's doing with it, and she has to be very careful about it. You think they do really? I think they have to be really careful about it. I think they. Well, they should. Well, I think they should too, but. I mean, the amount of money that flows through Washington, D.C., I just don't think you can watch it all. So I sort of... I think as a politician, especially on the right, if you do anything hinky with your money, you're you're setting yourself up for a... You're setting yourself up, but I don't know if you're going to get caught. Okay. But, I mean, think about it. If you have these these fundraisers where people show up and they pay a thousand bucks a plate to sit there and listen to you talk and then get get their picture taken with you... And, you know, 500 people show up to that. It's a lot of money. Does that all go to the right spot? Well, I'm sure I, they have uh, their campaign managers and finance managers know exactly where everything's supposed to go, I guess. I, they probably know where it's supposed to go, but do you think it all gets there? Mm. And and the idea that, well, we just we just watch it. You can't. There aren't that many watchers. Yeah. So I, her her point about she needs to make more money is ridiculous. Just like her point about this concentration camp thing. This is not concentration camps. These people the the Jews didn't flee to Nazi Germany. The Germans yeah. shipped them off places. Right. This isn't like we took people from Kansas and moved them down there and And said, you really want to fucking fix it. Start spending the money on the border. Spend the money where it should be, on building the wall, on more agents down there and more more um you know judges working down there spend the money on it it's obviously a fucking crisis even the lefties in media are starting to say the same thing it's a crisis we need to do something about it but the democrats don't want to get trump a win so they're going to drag their feet they're not going to do a goddamn thing till after the election and even after the election it's going to be the wrong shit well in 13 and 14 they were all for it 
when Obama was president, we had to do something about the border crisis. There's well, it's it's, it's like these guys forget there's video and, clips and all over the Democrats place. are supposed to be for the poor and the working class. And illegal immigration is destroying the economy for people that are, you know, the the lower class or the blue collar workers, and it's just just it's it's horrible for them. Why would they even vote for a Democrat at this point when they're just saying, eh, well, let me, well, the Republicans they're ta- they're taking these people in and, and they have them in factories and working, so it's, they're just as bad. At least the Republicans are talking about doing stuff or want to do stuff to stop that. Well, I'm tired of hearing Democrats say, well, look, the Republicans controlled Congress. They they didn't get it done. Well, they did and they didn't. They didn't have a supermajority. They, they couldn't have passed this if they wanted to. Right. And even if they could, you have to assume there's always going to be whichever side you're on. There's going to be people on that side in politics who get squishy about stuff. Just like there are some pro-life – there are pro-life Democrats – there are pro-choice Republicans. The people aren't always going to vote right down party line. It's getting less and less so like that. Well, it's still a dumb thing to say that, well, the Republicans were in charge and they didn't get it done. All right. Did, if you think it needs to get done now, start getting some shit done. Work with them. Yeah. But th- that's at, we're beyond that. There, there is no working between Republicans and Democrats anymore on important issues. There's nothing. To, it's either it's either stall or, you know, um, scream racism or whatever. Until you can get more people elected for your side, and then more of the same shit happens from the other side, so nothing gets done anymore. Nothing important gets done. Well, I'm okay for the most part with government not getting stuff done. I mean, I I want the process of government to be government changing. Unless it's something important, like a crisis on the fucking border. That's why I say most stuff, but which is exactly what the government is for is is the sovereignty of the of our land and our and. The safety of our citizens. Yeah, one of the very few things outlined in the Constitution, but yeah. it's funny they're abdicating that responsibility all the time. I I agree. I think they should do something about it. But the worst part about this is the Democrats' philosophy has always been: give us something on amnesty and you know uh, programs for these people coming in, and then we'll talk about a border wall. And when Trump came to them and said, "I'll give you some amnesty." And, you know, I mean, people like Ann Coulter turned on him because of it. They're yeah. like, no, there's no amnesty whatsoever. And he's looking at it like, hey, I got to get a deal done here. And the Democrats turned that down because, like you said, they just can't give Trump a win. They refuse to do it. And I got news for you. I don't care what the polls are saying right now. I think the guy's going to win again. And there's just going to be more of this screaming, just more and more of it. And it's. I'm after we talked about it last time about the Biden saying he's going to cure cancer. I can't wait to see what the next thing is. Yeah. Some dipshitty thing that somebody says to make them sound themselves sound even more electable. So who knows what it's going to be, but this is just stupid. So, so, well, to, to, I kind of segue to another related topic. Go right ahead. The, uh, we're in Minneapolis here in case nobody remembered or knew. (laughs) Um, and there's an article uh, from Alpha News from June 19th. Which Alpha News of Minneapolis today. source? Uh, well, I think when you type it in the in the um, bar, it's Alpha News MN. So maybe there's Alpha News from other states. Sorry to derail you there. Uh, New Democrat Hennepin County, which is the county I reside in. The New Democrat Hennepin County Sheriff will not alert ICE of illegal immigrants. Left-wing groups are praising the new Hennepin County Sheriff, Dave Hutchinson, for not alerting federal law enforcement when illegal immigrants are caught breaking the law. 
left wing um, Dave Hutchinson, who previously worked at Metro Transit, won in a very close election against longtime Sheriff Rick Stanyuk. Dave Hutchinson was Democrat-endorsed and ran to be a liberal law enforcement official. While he did not win the suburbs of Minneapolis, he was able to get enough votes from Minneapolis to win the seat by less than 1%. Council for Islamic American Relations, CARE, has also praised the new sheriff for relaxing policies on countering violent extremism. Uh, quote, it's too early to determine the impact, but we believe he has made a commitment, unquote, says Jelani Hussein, executive director of a local chapter of the Council of American Islamic Relations. Star Tribune, which is our local paper, reports that residents can continue to expect the new sheriff to advocate for left-wing social policies going forward. So They're just not going to obey the law. Yeah, basically. So isn't Minneapolis consider itself a sanctuary city yes yeah um and isn't that wasn't isn't wasn't there just a vote in florida the state basically said no we're not you, you can't have sanctuary cities within our state uh, pretty sure they just did i, I don't remember. know if they there voted been, or if the governor just said that there have been a couple states that are doing that so but i i don't understand if let's say you've got people that have warrants out for domestic abuse. I'm, I'm not saying illegally. I'm saying citizens of the United States. They have warrants out for domestic abuse. Um, they get caught doing something somewhat benign. Let's say littering. They mm -hmm. get, they get, they get uh, tagged for littering. Um, the person runs their background and sees, oh, they've got a warrant out for domestic abuse. Can can they just decide I, this guy doesn't, you know, if he ends up in court for domestic abuse, you know, it's going to tear apart their family. He didn't, you know, he probably was just a one-time thing. And, you know, let's just not report that to the authorities. Let's just deal with this one little law here that we're dealing with. And, you know, we, we won't, can they do that if they feel like it? Can law enforcement decide I'm not going to do that? Well, I mean, to a degree, I mean, you see like all the time on, on live PD, they'll pull somebody over and they go, I smell re weed in the car, you know, step out of the car. I'm going to search the car. Look, if I don't find, am I going to find anything more than weed? I don't care about your weed, right? You don't appear to be impaired. Um, is there, if there's anything else in weed in the car, then I got a problem, but I need you to tell me now. And half the time it's, they say, Nope, nothing else. And they find something. The other half, they're like, all right. Yeah. It's, it's just the weed, but I got a lot of it. You know, not a huge brick or anything. And, and the cop says, all right, cool. You know, it's fine. Let's, uh, you know, and they write him a ticket for speeding or whatever they're doing. And I've talked to a lot of cops that said, Look, I'm, I don't care about weed. You know, I just don't care. So some of those things you have some discretion over. But a lot of these are violent criminals. And the idea that you just won't yeah, turn them a in. A blanket statement of saying we're just not going to alert regardless of whatever the crime is right well yeah and then we get what you really get into is you're getting into this point system or hierarchy of of you know what constitutes a crime so are the cops saying well you know yeah it's a bad crime but they probably didn't mean it and they're uh they're an immigrant so they didn't understand and it's not really fair so but, you know, this guy over here who lives here and the crime's not as bad, he knows better. So let's prosecute. Well, yeah, and then there's also the fact that if uh, we start 
reporting them to ICE when we pick them up for any infraction, then they're going to be less likely to report crimes to the police, is what they say. Uh, they're going to be less trusting of the police, and we want them to trust the police. Right. Which I don't I don't give a shit. That's neither here nor there for me. It's like, do do the job you're supposed to do. And if, yeah, I, I get what you're saying. They don't, they think people here coming here illegally is on par with, like, the, like you said, the cops saying, I don't care about the weed. It's not hurting anybody. So I guess you can't have, you can't be for one and not for the other. If they feel like that's not important, then they shouldn't have to report it. Right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I don't like it. Well, I mean, I, I, I'm fine with, police having some discretion over minor things. But if you're going to try and compare having a dime bag of weed to I snuck into the country and I, you know, I'm, uh, I've assaulted people, that's just not the same. It's just not, you know. And I think I'm fine with the cops saying, like, I don't care about the bag of weed in your car, but that guy's got to go to prison, you know, snuck in. I'm, I'm fine with that. Yeah, and if, if you're arresting someone for a crime that's, that's let's say – um aggravated assault or or um you know uh, robbery or something like that yeah why wouldn't you report them to ice at this point they've proven that they're here legally and that they can't abide by the laws why would you want to just protect them at that point and uh there's that inconvenient distinction of it being a felony yeah what about a gross misdemeanor i don't know i don't know i don't know i have to look the list of them to see yeah, I don't know what the gross misdemeanors are. I mean, it's something that's, uh, you know, $1,000 and uh, up to a year in jail, I'm a little less worried about than, you know, causing bodily harm to people. So I, it, it's amazing to me that these, the arrogance of people in um, sanctuary cities, you know, city councils and mayors and even governors of some states going, well, we're just not going to do it. But then they will freak out when they say, well, we need more gun control. And they get a sheriff in Arizona or, you know, some other red state that says, right, but I'm not confiscating anybody's guns. Right. I'm not doing it. I mean, Chicago was, Chicago was passing that law that said, maybe it was all of Illinois, that said if you've got AR-15s, you're basically going to have to turn them in. I don't know if it passed, but they were trying to get it passed. And there are a lot of law enforcement officers that are going, yeah, not – not looking for them, right. not going there and trying to find it. And there's also a crucial, crucial difference is that you can give that leeway to citizens right. of the United States. These are not citizens of the United States. That That's a big difference. No person is illegal, Ooh, Crow. Okay. All right. It's wrong of you to say. But are they here illegally? Um, can I say that? No. I didn't think so. No. I didn't think that was good enough for you. Because to... if they were white people, you wouldn't be, sorry, white people, you would not be saying that. Hmm. This undocumented person is not illegal, but they're here illegally. That's not okay to say. Look, um, because you're white, you're wrong. Nobody can be illegal. No. Okay. See, it's your whiteness and your privilege that is just, I find it overwhelming right now, and I need uh, I need a safe space. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> On that note, let's do a would you rather. Would you rather have a safe space or a brave space? <laughs> well, we'll talk about that later. <laughs> Um, okay. The next one looks stupid. I don't know if we're going to go with that one. Yeah, that's, you know, I'm going to say it because it's dumb. (laughs) Would you rather drink water from a glacier or a running spring? Who cares? What? Why would you even put something dumb like that in there? 
because they needed they needed to fill out the book. Yeah, because it's got to be three thousand. Would you? Yeah, um, <laughs> and they re- they really only had about twenty three hundred. All right. Would you rather give up watching movies the rest of your life or never ever read another book? Uh, that one's confusing me. So give up watching movies, but you can still read books. No, you either give up a book. Oh yeah, yeah. So you either give up watching movies or you give up reading books. Oof. And I think that goes for uh, fiction, nonfiction, anything in book format. <laughs> what if you could read uh, on your computer? Is that considered a book? Probably. Oh, it's it's a, a book a movie. PDF. Yeah, it's probably both. I I watch way more movies, and I love movies. I love going to movies, but books are better. I read fewer books, but I like books more. I'd probably give up the movies. I don't know. Because when the shit hits the fan, the society collapses, it's going to yeah. be a lot easier to read books than to... Does you that know, mean when, like you when can't... The, when the grid goes down, I'm you, not going to be watching movies. You can't read like an instructional book or anything? That's kind of what I'm assuming, yeah. I mean, you kind of... Books I'm, are more necessity. I'm saying books. Yeah. All right. I won't like it, though. Would you rather donate an organ to a friend in need or sell one to a stranger for tons of money? How much is tons of money? <laughs> what do you consider tons of money? If you could sell a kidney for a million bucks, I'd think about it. What if you had that option before you, your friend in need or the person that's going to give you a million bucks? Mm, I don't know. I don't have that many friends. I'd give well, a I've, I've had that option before, not the million bucks, but the option to, to try to go in and see if I'm a match for a friend of mine, and I didn't do it. <laughs> but you said you did? Yes. No, I did not. <laughs> I did not. And he wasn't the type of guy that goes, you should you, you should totally check out and see if you're a match for my kidney. Uh, <laughs> and I'm like, no. I I honestly don't know if I would give up an organ for a friend. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I've like I said, I've had the opportunity, and I said declined. But I've also never had a super close friend because I'm a bit of an asshole. Yeah, I get that. So am I. But I mean, I've never had a really close friend do that. What part of me? Part of me is selfish, but another part is like, I've got kids. What if one of my kids needed a kidney and I gave it to somebody else? Yeah, you have. Well, I have two kidneys for a fucking reason. Because you drink a lot of beer. Because, yeah, because if one fails, at least you got another one. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Don't you have three kidneys because they shorted you a heart? (laughs) (laughs) Last one. Would you rather be in shape and have a great body but ugly face or have a gorgeous face and be overweight? Ooh, that's tough. And you know what? No matter what you can do, what you do, you can't lose the weight. I think it's different for men or women. Um... An ugly face. I can't relate to that. I mean, we t- <laughs> no reflective surfaces in your house. <laughs> Great body, but an ugly face. Yeah. I think. I think if you're a guy, you can get away with a great body, ugly face. I mean, as long as we're not talking like hideously, you know, the redneck t- uh, fake tooth insert kind of thing. Are we talking like you're just a four? Yeah, there's a degree. There's degrees of ugly that I'd be able to put up with, as opposed. We're to... We're not talking fugly. Yeah, we're not talking like I can't look if at. If you've him. got like, if you look like you're missing a chromosome, <laughs> you probably wouldn't want to go that that route. 
But if you kind of had a unibrow and, you know. But nothing fixable. I know. So, like, you had a huge caveman brow. Yeah. And uh, little squinty, beady little criminal eyes. And uh, big, giant buck teeth that you're not able to fix for some reason. Yeah, or your ears stick like out Like a huge, huge overbite like or... I think I think if you're a guy, it'd be better to have the the body because women are more forgiving in the looks department. You know, none of it matters if you have money. <laughs> yeah, I I think that's it's, the third option. I think it's harder for women because women here all the time. Wow, she'd be so pretty if she just lost some weight. Look at her face, you know. I think I think women would be happier with the gorgeous face and um, being overweight. Really, I I because, was gonna say the women would probably go with the slamming body, but well, slamming body, no, I I I, I think uh, we should we should take a poll. Any uh, female listeners out there, or one listener maybe that's female, <laughs> let us know. Give us a give us an email. I re- shoot us an email. I really think, yeah, the email that Crow never checks. Oh, I do. You I just do? checked it. Yeah. Really, for the yeah. first time in what three months or something? No, check it every couple of days if I if I remember. <laughs> The longest I've gone without checking has probably been a week, five days. Okay. Well, yeah, send us an email or respond on Facebook, but I I really think women would go with the body. Hmm. Yeah, I don't think so. I think... Assuming we're not talking like like ugly, like you're just like, ooh, yuck. That's what I'm assuming. Oh, uh, yeah. I don't know. I think women, I, if you if you could never lose the weight, and no matter what you did... With when you had the good body, you couldn't lose it. Okay, I think women, yeah because the eating thing. If they could, if they could eat whatever they wanted and not lose a good body, they'd probably be happy with that because food's such a big deal. You know, bread and chocolate and all that. I guess, but yeah. we're just we don't know. <laughs> so we're just I, speculating at this point. I think I think both men and women will forgive ugly for a body. I do. Yeah, I'm I'm leaning towards thinking that it would be. Yeah, the other way around. I definitely think if you're a guy, you, you'd you probably go for the body over the face. I mean, that's what you'd Well, want. I mean, I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't mind having the body of a god like Thor in uh, uh, yeah, the Chris last Hemsworth. Avengers movie. Yeah. You know? Well, I mean, that's a good example. He was, he was rocking a heavy body, and he's a gorgeous man. But if, if you could be Chris Hemsworth in... Avengers, like the last one, yeah. or him in every other movie. I mean, because he's not ugly when he's big, you know. Yeah. But assume he had the Thor body from before the movies before, but just was like not an attractive guy. Well, I we're still... not saying not attractive. We're saying ugly. Okay. Think of who's okay if he was built like Chris Hemsworth, but had Quentin Tarantino's face. Oh. That's good. Women yeah. would forgive the Quentin Tarantino. Yeah, and Tarantino's face. hideous. Yeah, he's ugly. Yeah. There we go. We found our standard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, can you think of a can you think of a woman who's pretty and overweight and one who's got like a great body and is ugly? Cuz that would be I think that would be just like we did for Chris Hemsworth. I think, to clarify, I think if women could pick Chris Hemsworth, fat guy from Avengers, or Quentin, Tar- Quentin Tarantino with the Thor body, they're going to take the Quentin Tarantino body. Uh, it's possible, I guess. 
Yeah, I think people are more shallow than. We need to save that question for when we have a bigger, bigger table of uh, guests. See yeah, what they say. All right, let's uh, move on. You pick. Uh, I won't use the title I used for this this uh, topic, but the the track stuff we talked about the the uh, trans women uh, in Connecticut who were uh, the two of them that ran and won one in the women's division yeah, uh, broke records and and yeah, beat, they beat were, out the women. Or they the were girls. middling to poor male runners mm-hmm. who transitioned. I'm using air quotes here. Or tra- are transitioning. No, because they're not they're not taking from what I understood, they're not doing any hormone stuff. They're just saying That's why I'm saying they're in the process. They're just gonna be con- continually in the process yeah. of transitioning. It'll yeah, never be and it'll never they'll never take the next step. Right. The plan is not to have from what I've understood so far, the plan is not to have surgery or to take hormones. Yeah. So they're just gonna be what I presume to be gay men by the way they act and talk. Uh Gay, they're going to be two gay men with long hair who claim to be women. Yeah. And so the woman who was, uh, who placed eighth in this, and I can't remember her name right off. I've got the article I think up here. I think her first name is Rose. She and then two minors have filed a federal lawsuit saying they were, they were deprived of whatever it is they were deprived of. I guess, remember, she was, she said... Selena Soul. Okay, I thought it was Rose. When she uh, finished eighth, I believe, if she could have placed sixth, she would have gone to meets where college coaches could see her and everything. she would have had a chance. Would have had a chance. And because they... And it wasn't whether or not they won. It was that they displaced them. Mm -hmm. So the... She, and then I presume the two minors that finished either after her or believe they had a chance to finish in the top six, they filed a lawsuit. Yeah. Her complaint, according to a press relief release uh, from Alliance defending freedom asks the education department to investigate illegal discrimination against the Connecticut athletes, um, including Selena. Uh, Wait a minute. That doesn't make sense. Does it? I don't know. I never really listen to anything you say. Yeah, so yeah, so Christina Holcomb, legal counsel for Alliance Defending Freedom, a Christian legal aid group, joined Selena um, for an interview on Tucker Carlson tonight. And she said the organization filed the complaint to bring justice to uh, Selena's situation. Alliance Defending Freedom, on behalf of Selena and a couple of other brave female athletes, have, has filed or is in the process of filing a Title IX complaint asking the Department of Education to step in to investigate and to restore a level playing field for Selena. Can we, I know that I agree with what she's saying, but can we stop the the adjectives, the flowery adjectives, like she's brave? She's just filing yeah, a lawsuit. It's enough of that. Well, I mean, actually, it kind of is at this point. If you step, if you speak yeah. out against transgenders and anything to do with uh, LGBTQ, uh, it's pretty tough, especially for a teenage girl, no, to I, deal with that, the, the blowback from that. I get it. But, I get, but yeah. I'm just, let's get rid of the self-aggrandizing terms. Yeah. You know, yeah, that, yeah, that's that's them taking a, a page out of the playbook of the social justice types. Well, and I've mentioned this one before. I mean, not to go off on a tangent here, but when Adam Carolla talks about rescuing a dog, it's like you don't. You went down yeah, to the pound you and you picked you out didn't a dog. Pick it up off the tracks right before the train hit it. Yeah, you didn't bust in, 
slap the blue shot out of the dog's hand, or out of the doctor's hand, scoop up the dog and run out. You know, you you got a dog from a no kill shelter. Great, you adopted a dog. That's off. That's awesome. You know, so I I get that she what she's gonna do is she's gonna take a beating for this. But the idea that we have to just keep calling each other brave and strong and all this stuff, just do it or don't do it. Yeah. So there's uh, some quotes here. Um, Since the Connecticut Interscholastic Athletic Conference implemented a protocol that allows biological males who claim a female identity to compete in girls' athletic events, uh, boys have consistently deprived Selena Soul and other female athletes of honors and opportunities to compete at elite levels. This is a quote. Girls like Selena should never be forced to be spectators in their own sports. But unfortunately, that is exactly what is taking place when you allow biological males to compete in sports that have been set aside and specifically designed for women like Selena. Um, Title IX was designed to ensure that girls have a fair shake at athletics and are not denied the opportunity to participate at the highest levels of competition. Emily Cow, director of the Richard and Helen DeVos Center for Religion and Civil Society at the Heritage Foundation told the Daily Signal in an email that Selena should not face such discrimination. Quote, women and girls should be free in comp- to compete in athletics without fear of injury and with the expectation that their opponents will be of the same sex. Um, policies that allow males to self-identify as females in athletic competitions are already uh, politicizing sports and taking away accomplishments and scholarship opportunities from deserving female athletes like Selena and her classmates. Uh, since Congress passed Title IX in 1972, the number of women and girls participating in sports has risen from 1 in 27 to 2 in 5. This has benefited their performance in classes as well as on the playing fields. By ignoring the reality of sex differences, gender identity poli- policies threaten progress and create unfairness and danger for female athletes. That's actually a good point, the danger element of it, too. I mean, we've talked about it with MMA and oh, yeah. rugby and stuff like that, where this direct physical conflict or confrontation between uh, obviously that's dangerous but you know it's i mean not any track but yeah i mean i guess they can't directly be physically endangered in track by the competitor so but unless you do the what is it the javelin duel where you have to stand (laughs) and film at each other so but yeah i mean if you're if you're gonna allow it in you know contact sports you know they're they're talking about allow it in every sport well you've seen the video i think you even showed it to me of that australian uh trans woman who was playing rugby yeah I mean, she's twice the size of everybody she's just running over women in that sport yeah it's just crazy and i'm i've come to think that this whole you know screaming about something and threatening and um so that the people who i i, I firmly believe are pro-trans who think that who legitimately believe that these former boys I'm going to call them boys because that's what they still are. They still are boys. I'm not going to feed yeah. into the sociopathy of calling people things because they feel like it. Yeah. So these boys want to compete as women and the state allows it. I believe there are a there's a very large majority of people who think that's wrong. But because there's a very loud minority that shames people who don't agree with them, they just go, I'm just going to keep my head down. I'm not going to say anything. And right. go, I mean, this... The Selena is even that's her name, right? Mm-hmm. She she's even saying that. She's like, I Oh she's yeah, I she's fully still, embrace them, you know, speaking yeah, their truth, blah blah rah, blah. Rah rah LGBT but LGBTQT. Not in sports. Yeah. So and she has to, otherwise she's gonna be right. you know but I crucified. Think, I think when it comes down to this, you have this very large minority and then you have an, another group of people or sorry, very small minority 
and another larger group of people who just don't want to, they don't want the fight. They think, you know, if somebody wants to be, a, if these boys want to be girls, well, okay, we'll just go along with it. There's still, when you lump those two groups together, I still think it's in the minority. And the only tactic they have is just to, you know, dox and scream at and threaten people who disagree. Right. If you ask just the average person from Maine to California, should people born as boys get to compete in girls' sports? You know, even if they feel like they were born in a woman's body, I think seven out of ten would say no. Yeah, and I'm not – if you if you're – a guy who f- just wants to be femi, maybe you're not even gay, but you just want to feel femi and you want to dress and wear dresses and makeup, go right fucking head. I don't care. But don't demand to be considered a woman. Yeah. Same with women. Don't demand to be considered a man if you're going to be butched. Be butched and say, I'm a butch woman. I don't care. Be a butch woman. Be a femi man. I don't care. Live your life. As long as you're not fucking with other people. You know what's funny is a lot of these people's idols are people like David Bowie, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, like that. androgynous looks all the time. and But who just said, look, I am what I am. I don't need to be... That's a good example, actually, David Bowie. Who David Bowie didn't say, I need to be a man or I need to be a woman. He said, look, I've got both sides to me. I am what I am. I express myself a certain way sometimes. I mean, yeah, David Bowie was known for wearing suits and yeah. dressing like a, you know, three-piece suits like a, a masculine. And then another time dressing completely flamboyantly either yeah. gay or feminine. He was like, I'm David Bowie. I'm not, yeah. you know, don't put me Today in Today I box. feel like this, tomorrow I feel like that, but you don't have to, he's not saying, but now you have to consider me something that I'm not. He didn't say, you have to acknowledge that I am a certain, th-. he's just like, I just am. Stop, it's a mental disorder. If you if you legitimately feel like you are in the wrong body and that you just have to, you have to express yourself as another gender, you have a mental disorder. Are you a, are you a doctor? Is that the codified medical definition? Yes, it's called uh, body dysmorphia is so one of them. So, you're a doctor. Where'd you go to medical yeah. school? So, here, stop. If, if Either A, get, get yourself fucking straightened out and go see a, a psychologist and, and psychiatrist and get your shit figured out. Or or go and, and express yourself how you want and stop demanding shit that normal society doesn't doesn't abide by or agree with fuck you and there's going to be people that say no i dispute your seven out of ten number because polls show i believe that when you ask people in private a question versus walking up to them on the street and putting a microphone in their face or calling them on the phone or something people respond differently when they know it's a private conversation in lots of different things if you walk up to the average person on the street who might be a trump supporter and say you know, did you vote for Trump? Are you going to vote for Trump? You might just go, uh, no, I'm moving on. You know, or you might say, yeah, I am MAGA bitch. I, I mean, who knows? They're probably the same thing happened with Hillary Clinton with, you know, there are people who are saying, yeah, I'd vote for her. And they're like, no fucking way. And then when it turned out the polls were wrong, everybody goes, hmm, what was it? Maybe people just aren't honest when it comes to polls because they expect to get shit about it from the person who's asking them, you know? Right. So, I mean, uh, who's your uh, gun gal, Caitlin Bennett? Mm-hmm. She was just at the Pride Festival, and she was asking people questions, and people were like, I know who you are. I don't want to answer your question. It's like, you don't even want to hear what the question is? They're like, no, nope, she's going to bend what I say the wrong way. I mean, there are people flat out saying this to her. She's like, look, I'm just asking a question. No, 
I don't particularly care for her and the way she inserts herself in that oh, situation. I, I know you do, but but I'm I'm afraid for her safety. <laughs> oh, I would be too, man. I really would be. Um, but I mean, she does that sort of. I'm I'm not uh, I'm not trolling you, but I'm really kind of trolling you. Yeah, you know. Um, and that that's what I don't like about her. But you know, she would get people who just say, "I know who you are. You're the gun girl. I'm not talking to you." Really? That's where we are. You can't even talk. Because if if someone I know is a hardcore liberal comes up and puts a mic in my face, I'm going to have that discussion with you. I don't need to call you a name. I don't need to be like, you know, I, if I call you a hippie or whatever, it's probably because I know you and I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to needle you a little bit. But I'm not going to do that to somebody who's just making an argument with me because I don't need to. You know, I don't need to demean you and who you are and what you believe in. My ideas, I believe, can beat your ideas. And if I didn't believe that, I'd be using your ideas. Yeah. You know, and and this, it really comes down to insecurity when you have to go, wow, you're, it's because you're a white male. You can't, you know, blah. no, make an argument. And they just can't do it. And that's yeah. the part that frustrates me more than anything. Yeah, and there's the, the just, we can go back in, and we've gotten into this before, but the issue of, of when it comes to identifying as the opposite gender, and then going through the process of actually trying to pretend or fake it to the degree of getting surgery and getting hormone blockers. And there's people out there that are promoting, you know, hey, if you feel, if you're an eight or nine year old and you feel like the opposite sex, um, you know, maybe you should start thinking about getting hormone blockers because by the time you get to that age of 13, 14, and you start going through puberty, you're going to be even more upset by your body. So let's just do puberty block. There's people out there that think that way. Well, there, Caitlin Bennett does have a video on that one. And she says, is that child abuse? She it was is. at, she was at pride or in Philadelphia or something like okay. that. And, uh, you could see people say who were like, Nope, you are what you are. And there were other people who were like, um, well, yeah, but if the parents are in a, the parents know their kids, so I guess I'd go with that. And there are some people who just avoided it. They were like, I, I need to think about it more. I, I can't answer that question. I think it's very cut and dry to me. I, I know, but I think to those people who were saying, you know, no, I need to think about it a lot more. No, they were fully expecting, if they were around their friends, they would say, yeah, absolutely, you know, hormone blockers and all that. But when someone they don't know really questions them about, it, I don't think I don't think people are honest, hmm. you know. So, I think people answer poll questions in the way that they think they should, based on who's asking them. You know, if someone's in a MAGA hat or someone's in a Pride hat, they're going to answer those questions differently. That's my belief. Yep. So, what else we got? Well. I mean, do you want to bring up the... Um... Black Pigeon? Yeah, why not? So YouTube, for about 48 hours, banned the channel Black Pigeon Speaks, which I think to date is the biggest one they've banned. They they demonetize Crowder, who's big. I mean, mm -hmm. Crowder's got like two or three million followers. But Black Pigeon's what? North of 500,000? Yeah. And uh, you know who he is better than I do. He lives in Japan or something. And he does videos... Um... Basically incognito, he doesn't show his face. Right. But they're well produced videos and they're they're usually fifteen, twenty minutes long. And they're they talk about the decline of culture and society and the differences, you know, that in, in politics and 
it's it's informative. And he's not a big name caller and no, it's very informative. But he, but he does talk about controversial to- topics, yeah. and he has a viewpoint. Yeah, he definitely has a viewpoint on this. It's he doesn't funny. hide that either. Yeah, yep. Yeah. And so he's giving his presentation, and this is what he believes. And you know, you can take it or leave it, right? Yeah. Um, but that you know, you can't have that kind of stuff because he's too persuasive. Does he? Does he even swear in his videos? No. Yeah, I mean, and I. I, I'm not saying he didn't because I haven't seen all his videos. I don't recall ever seeing one where he called anybody anything offensive. No, but he mm-hmm. might he might have called out you know some identity politics. But he's not calling people libtards no, and no, stuff he like that. Do that. No, you know, no. he's not doing it. So he wakes up one day and his channel's gone. Yeah, just gone. And no access to anything. No videos. No no process to get it back. No nothing. no reason. No he'd recourse. Been yeah, nothing. And so there was a huge outcry. I mean, that's that guy's living. That's mm-hmm. how he makes his money. You know, he's monetized through people either donating to his channel or Patreon or Patreon whatever. or something like that, or just the ad revenue he gets. And a half million dollars, I don't know what the numbers are like for a channel with a half million, but. Um, you mean a half million viewers or subscribers? Yeah, I don't yeah. know what that, I don't know what the ad I have no idea. money is like, but I, I thought I remembered Blonde from. Beauty and the Beta saying she got some, before she was demonetized, and I think she now has like 350. So let's just say she had two thirds of the people when she was demonetized. She said she was a couple hundred bucks a week, and she didn't put out videos as, as often as him right. either. So, so I gotta believe it's substantial income for the guy, and it just went away. No reason, <laughs> no nothing. So there was a large outcry, and YouTube put it back up with no no reasoning either. That's another thing they they're doing. They're not giving any kind of reason for what's happening. Yeah, to these people. And Sargon of Akkad and I think even Tim Poole said, hey, maybe this is a test case. Maybe they're seeing if yeah. they can, you know, because they've dumped a lot of smaller channels. If they dumped a channel with that many people, you know. Well, it's, it's been their stated goal. I don't know if Dorsey, what, who's, I mean, not Dorsey, who's. Um, Jack Dorsey's at Twitter. Uh, was it Dorsey? It wasn't Dorsey that said this. It might even be, been, um, uh, what's his name? The alien, the creepy alien. The alien? The creepy alien guy that runs uh, Google and Facebook. What's oh, his name? I don't know. Mark. Oh, Facebook. He doesn't run Google. Oh. Mark Zuckerberg. Mark Zuckerberg. Yeah. I couldn't get. Runs so Mark, Facebook Mark and, Zuckerberg uh, actually even at one point said after the elections that we're going to change this. We can't let this happen again. This this kind of. And, and he probably wasn't talking directly about uh, Trump getting elected, but he was talking about the processes that made this kind of, this kind of um, uh, made voices on the right and voices that they consider um, wrong speaker, wrong think, or, you know, um, just not, not approved. They want to stop those people from getting traction and getting their message out. Well, I don't remember Zuckerberg saying that specifically, but I do remember that was that internal video from, and not like a, not like a undercover video. It was a company video at Google where they were saying post-election, geez, we got to do something about this. this. I can't believe this. Yeah. Basically that this guy got elected and we have to redo how we do things. All here. all the tech giant companies, all these they're very much on board with the the leftist socialist agenda. They well, are. They're all located within like 20 miles of yeah, each other. And they're right? all in the same bubble. Yeah, yeah. They're and they can't understand how, you know, they 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 want to control the information. They want to control what people hear and see. They don't know how to do it exactly. They're trying to do it within the boundaries of the law and within the boundaries of what's going to be accepted. 
They don't want to just, you know, rip the Band-Aid off and say, fuck you guys, you don't matter to us, and we're not going to let your message get out. They don't want to do that. But but they do want, their agenda is on board with the most radical of the lefty Democrat politicians like AOC out there right now. See, I don't think it's like they've all figured out that they're going to do it this way, that here's their nefarious agenda. I honestly believe that they think, well, that's hate speech, and we shouldn't have that because people shouldn't feel bad. They're not, they're not open to, again, it's that, it's that we're virtuous thing because we can't see people who think like us as bad. Yeah, but they think, they think in lockstep. So, I mean, it doesn't have to be a sit down around the table and have the evil meeting about shutting people up. It's, they all believe that. And once one does one thing, the other sees, oh, he's doing that. Now I'm going to do it. And that's, that's all part of the same plan and strategy. The difference is I don't think it's an evil plot. I think they just think that people shouldn't talk to other people like that. And to the degree that we control that, we'll just stop that. Yeah, it is evil, though. Well, yeah, by, but I don't think it's like uh, – I don't think it's a consciously evil plot. Of course not. Results most most about evil the same. people don't consciously consider what they're doing evil yeah, or, they or think that they are evil. They think they're righteous and virtuous. Yeah. They just lack any ability to self-analyze what they're doing. Yeah, I even, mean, even a lowly criminal robbing and beating people thinks, "Oh, I'm, they're justified in doing it." Some for some reason, you gotta feed my kids. Yeah, they think, you know, if you pay me forty five hundred bucks, I won't be corrupt. <laughs> Call back. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, I, I think it's it's pretty scary the degree to which they're um, censoring this because, uh, well, Project Veritas's James O'Keefe had someone from Pinterest internally who was a whistleblower, got to him and said, here's the internal stuff that shows Pinterest is censoring conservative speech. So he put it out there, which is basically journalism. I mean, he's reporting on this. It was really, it was real and it was sourced. Um, they shut down Project Veritas for a little bit. Well, it came back, but then Tim Pool even got censored because he talked about it. Right. He didn't give an opinion. He just said, here, here it is. He put it out there. Presenting the news. Yeah. And they shut his video down and they didn't even tell him. And he goes, I went through my emails. I couldn't find it. And they, they put it under some different title. So he, he found it hard to search. And he said, now, in fairness, it had been out there for a while. I got half a million views. So he goes, I made my money off of it. But the idea that they just took it down because he just mentioned Project Veritas. Right. It's pretty bad. But it's going to keep happening. There's not going to be much change. It'll probably get ramped up, a lot of this. And then the election will happen. Trump will get reelected. And they'll fucking freak out and do something really insane. Is that what I think is going to happen? Well, and we mentioned this last time about the comedian who said, you know, why not? If you can throw a milkshake, why don't you throw battery acid? Yeah, milkshakes. Uh, basically, she said mil- milkshakes are for pussies. Throw battery acid. She didn't say in those words, but that's that was the implication. Yeah. So, um, you know. And that was supposed to be a joke. Yeah, she goes, "Haha, I'm I'm joking," you know. Yeah. I mean, but that but that, that 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 is the ramp up. That's what's going to happen. And I don't know. I don't. I see it happening. I see it. The the confrontations in the street, especially with these like Caitlin Caitlin Bennett, the gun girl who goes out and does on the street interviews. I don't think it's a good idea for her to be doing that and to keep doing it. She's making a target out of herself, and there are people out there, especially if Trump wins again. If, if uh, you know, or right before, and it looks like things are bad for the Democrats, the the insanity from the left is going to ju- they're just going to become even more unhinged, and they will do violent things. And I I think she's putting herself in danger, and 
and shouldn't be out there. Just like when Lauren Southern was doing that and she was getting rocks thrown at her and M80s thrown, uh, uh, blowing up by her face and all that kind of stuff. Urine thrown on her and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, I just think it's not a good idea. Well, we've talked about this on the right. You know, when when people on the left push so hard, it just takes one nut job on the right to snap. You know, yeah. I, I think you're just as – it's the same issue for someone like a Caitlin Bennett, you know, or anybody for that matter – I mean, the president even. It takes one person who goes, I just got to take one for the team here. Yeah. You know? I mean, I, I even worry about Supreme Court justices. You know, that someone goes, oh, Especially well, after what happened to Kavanaugh. I mean, yeah, we... No, but someone's saying... People think he's a monster. They'll see him, they'll see him at a restaurant. Uh, who was it that was at a restaurant and got... Well, there's a lot of them. Uh, it happened to Sarah Huckabee Giuliani. Sanders. Was he one of them? I don't think so. It happened to Sarah Huckabee Sanders. It happened to Ted Cruz. Oh yeah, Ted it happened Cruz is where they um, actually tried to sh- chase him out of the restaurant. Yeah, yeah. Who was the who's the gal who was the Homeland Security director? She just resigned mm-hmm. recently. Yeah. She was at a restaurant. Well, Candace Owens had it happen. Yeah. So, but in the uh, in the Ted Cruz one, it came out later that uh, the restaurant said, "Okay, leave the restaurant." All the protesters left, and they said, "All right, come on in through the back door again." Yeah, circled them around, but it's still bullshit. But in the um, but in the uh, Sarah Huckabee Sanders one. The owner of the restaurant found out she was there, and then called. called came to her called own the restaurant. Attack dogs in, basically. And then they followed him to another to restaurant. another restaurant and started harassing her. At the and I don't know why that's not a crime. Well, yeah, that should be stalking, and it should be considered stalking at that point. Yeah, but not if you're stalking a bad person. Yeah, you know, and she's obviously a bad person because reasons. Yeah. So. Well, we're coming up on time here. All right. So. If you want to get in touch with us, it's rooster at breadandcircusespodcast.com or crow at breadandcircusespodcast.com. And we are on Facebook at Bread and Circuses. We appreciate your support. See you, bye.